another episode of Chat Zion, the city of cities when it comes to YouTube chat shows. Today, it's a bit of a special guest day on the episode because we're here with my lovely wife, Amy, and her mother, Rose. And we are going to do another episode of what does being a Christian mean impacting our everyday life. We're going to talk today about family. So there's a lot of different parts to, to being a Christian and how that relates to our family. So, I mean... Rose, you've been uh, raising three kids. We've all grown up in a Christian household. Mm -hmm. How do you think that being Christian has impacted the way that you've gone about raising the kids? Well, Pat, I'd probably have to say first off, um, I was raised in a Christian home. So a lot of my values came from the way that I was brought up. I was brought up in a, a traditional um, Christian church, actually the Salvation Army was from um, Anglican overtones right at the beginning and so that impacted me greatly um, the way my parents parented and uh, the way they parented me and also with my siblings and, and so I already had a value system uh, marrying a Christian man I had a value system with him who was also brought up the same way so um, we didn't have my age you know my age uh, we didn't have as many moral questions um, dilemmas black was black white was white good was good bad was bad there was quite a strong moral code even in society and so we had a lot of support even from just you know being a Christian was just being you know trying to be a good person as well as having a faith in Christ it wasn't some weird thing it wasn't some yeah, so so just bringing it back to your question really um, to me, it was a natural flow. Yeah, and it's good that you said, you know, having that as your past as well with your parents being Christian people. So you grew up in a Christian household mm, yourself. And it right. comes back to that, you know, you do what you know a that's little bit. Right. And, and you see the benefits of that when we look at it as bringing up a Christian family, just as we see the detriment of that when you grow up in a, in a household that might have some unpleasant actions in there. You, know, you see so many patterns of, of abuse and things that go up because it becomes that learned behaviour, mm. I think. So, Amy, for you, I mean, you grew up as the baby of the family. How do you think that's impacted you having that Christian ideology, those morals that your mum talked about within your house? Uh, it, was, it was definitely helpful having the two older brothers who were practising what my parents were teaching at the time and it all made sense there was no second guessing as I was growing up um, my mother was more a firm believer so that made it easy to follow through I suppose growing up with all the community challenges and things that make you question certain things but I think having that Christian foundation from the start was um, super helpful throughout life and um, always a support system I think yeah and you know having that good set of, of morals and, and the values that um, that Rose talked about is, is a big part of any sort of family life let alone a, a Christian one having that basis of how we do what we do and why we do what we do but life isn't always that easy for us whether we're Christian or not they'll throw some curveballs towards us and they'll throw some characters towards us that we might not necessarily appreciate too much in our life so every family's got that dynamic where 
you know, maybe there's that black sheep of the family who does something that the family doesn't approve of. Does being a Christian impact the way that you would handle that as a, as a family group? Anyone who's going against those ideals, those morals that you've, that you've mentioned? I, I think, um, let me clarify, um, being a Christian and, and bringing your children up with the same sort of values, you still, the whole ethos of Christianity is choice. God gives us a choice. So we're not talking about you must, you must, you must, you must. Um, I had to live what I believed and I wasn't always, you know, of course we're, we're not perfect at all, but my children understood that I loved them unconditionally. God loves me unconditionally, loves them unconditionally. There's always forgiveness. There was a, for example, it's a little thing that I used to do with the kids right from the word go. I'd always pray with them at night, you know, with a story or something like that. We'd always pray. And the other thing was, there's a verse in the scriptures that talks about don't let the sun go down on your wrath, lest you give place to the, uh, the devil, the enemy. And I'm a big believer in that because I think th things fester. And so one of the things I, I basically, you know, made my children do if they argued and fought and you know everyone's normal kids were normal normal i'd love to say that you know please understand the family's normal and uh you know if you have personalities you have issues everyone's going through hormones at different levels you know there's stresses in the family um normal christianity you know and uh but to be able to forgive and not to judge, not to let that anger fester and just carry on and on and on. Where there's no such thing as people not talking to each other for days or this person came and, and whinged about that, you know, kids do that. Or so-and-so did this to me, so-and-so did that, you know. At the end of the day, um, we are family, we love each other and we forgive each other. And re the relationship is the most important thing. If you've got issues, you come, you sort it out just the way we do with God, you know. You can you can sometimes have questions for God. You know, you can say, I don't understand this. I don't understand why that happened. I, I did this, I did that, blah, blah, blah. But God loves us. He says, come, let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow in Isaiah. And I think that's a principle. You know, unconditional love does mean that, yeah, I'm black sheep. Hey, we've all had issues, I'm sure, at times of, of not fitting the mold of whatever that is there. You know, um, we love. We love. And it's um, it's something that is is a really good point. And to be able to to manage that within one particular household or one immediate family is something that is a lot easier to do than managing that when you look at how big families can get nowadays mm. and how broad you can get when you start to look at extended families with. Uh, you know, once you start to have your own children, then you've got your brothers and sisters and their children, right. and you get uncles and aunties in the fold, and then you get marriages into the family, and then you get in-laws. And that's something that can open up a whole new world of possibilities and a whole new world of personalities, oh, yeah. particularly when it comes to, you know, you've brought up your family, your immediate family in a particular way, and then all of these other ideas and opinions and yep. all these other characters as yeah. uh, as colorful as they may be mm. to, to come in how do you think that clashes with the way you've i think started? it's really a sense of um self you know if, if you know what you believe it's just like the workaday 
you know, sort of world, uh, as Christians, if we know what we believe, we walk it out. And uh, I can love someone and still not necessarily agree with their, their ideology or their theology. Um, but I don't have to dislike the person or cause angst or division. Um, matter of fact, if anything, it makes you go that little bit extra of sort of saying, okay, it's not all about me or my opinion. It's more about the broader thing. And uh, uh, the idea is to win the lost, not to offend the lost. <laughs> you know, let's be a blessing, not a, not a curse. And um, look, you know, I'd also like to say to anyone who may be watching this is uh, we haven't had a perfect family life either. I mean, you know, I've been through a divorce, um, you know, two actually. Um, brought up my children um, still believing the gospel, believing what Christ said regarding, disregarding failures and, and understanding that there are certain things in life that sometimes hit us broad shot and we don't really know at that moment how we're going to deal with it. But God gives us grace. See, it's all about having God in the centre of the household and meaning it, not just saying it. You live it. And if you don't live it, well, the family will divide. But God has kept our family by the grace of God and I give him all honour for it. It's not because I'm a wonderful mother. It's because I have a wonderful God. And I think um, Amy's view is that what your mum just said then about you know, having the grace to deal with those things. You and, and I are getting married very recently. My family is a very, very different dynamic of people than your family. And how much of that grace have you had to hold on to in the last few years that, that we've been dating in the last few months that we've been married has it challenged you at all having that different family dynamic than what you're used to yes most definitely just um, even friendships are very vastly different with them because we have um, a different outlook on life whereas mine may be a little bit more preserved and <laughs> probably something I'm very conscious of when I go visit your family and friends is try to stick to what I believe and not let anyone lead me astray just because it's so easy when you go into different friendship circles for them to just take you um, to a different kind of group or something you wouldn't normally do, something you may usually be uncomfortable with. And I think my goal is just, you know, keep to your beliefs and um, let them ask you questions and maybe be a little bit different and that's okay. Yeah, and it's something that, I mean, you notice, and it's something that I think the different people will notice that. And, you know, we've had a few of my friends that have visited us lately and a few of my family members who visit us, and we visit them quite a lot. And it doesn't go unnoticed when you do things that set yourself apart from them. And Chats Island's mentioned it quite a few times in other episodes that part of being a Christian is doing things which will set you apart from mm. the hoi-polloi, from everyone else, mm. but in a way that sets yourself up as an example for them rather than as someone who's setting themselves apart in a way where they can therefore you know, look down upon everyone else, but more being that, that light, that example for other people to see how different it can be. And, and I think it's something that being able to have that family background that you've grown up with makes it a lot easier for you to do that and be justified in, in holding your ground and, and setting yourself apart. Yeah, it, it is funny though, 
transition into a whole new term and I was obviously the one pushing home, we had a a rule code not to let the sun go down, do not make (laughs) you angry at each other, not sorry, (laughs) you know what I mean, Um, not let the sun go down whenever I'm angry at each other, we always had to be quick to apologise, quick to talk to each other and work it out, Um, but going to a new family setting, Patrick was very... Who does not do that, even (laughs) a little bit. So it um, brought me quick to frustration just because Patrick had a different way of doing things and he wanted space to work things out so mm. we've had to come to a compromise of being hot-tempered which was probably more like me and wanting to work things out quickly but really hadn't thought about thought it out properly and we probably need that space whether it be a few hours or overnight which I came to the conclusion it was okay in some circumstances mm. we didn't have to fix it immediately when it's 12 o'clock at night it's really unrealistic and <laughs> everyone's you know, on edge. Everyone's <laughs> trying to sleep <laughs> and would rather deal with it in the morning. <laughs> no, and, and that happens, but you've got to find a way to to merge those different backgrounds that you've grown up with. And it's something that, you know, we, now that we are a young married couple, it's a brand new family dynamic that we've mm. started in our own home. Exactly. And try to find a way to blend all of those things together and to establish that idealism establish those those models and values that your mum talked about being the priority for her when she was starting the family and, and raising you and your siblings well it's I'd, hard i'd just like to interject here <laughs> that um that was to do with children <laughs> 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 and obviously as they got older they they found their own way of dealing with them but had that that basis but yeah um and also you know i have to also live with that standard myself you know so yeah you, you learn new ways new pathways but that was sort of the kids squabbling and carrying on it's like you know no name calling and and whatever not that amy was like that but you know the boys can be a little rougher to older brothers so she um she did very well with the old there's quite an age difference too the eldest is uh, 12 years older um and uh, and then there's another one six years apart so uh, it was almost we had totally different dynamics for every um, every child, so it was it was great. It was great, you know. I was I was at preschool forever, you know. What's <laughs> going to high school? Helen's going to preschool. So. Mm. But families are, are not all about dealing with with conflict and dealing no, with trouble. Exactly. Um, so you get all of those things that everyone in every family will will do. And one of those big things is celebrating different events, different achievements that we have in our life, whether it's from having a birthday to celebrating Christmas mm. to holidays to different achievements of, of getting a job or graduating school mm. or things like mm. that. Does being a Christian change the way you go about that, do you think, compared to someone who's not? That's a very interesting question. Um, I do believe that there's an undergirding you know, you, you've got Mr. and Mrs. Good Person down the road who uh, loves their family and have, have dealt with possible, you know, any little, you know, oh, my parents just did it this way. They've come to a conclusion that they don't want to run their family like that. That's great. Um, I think the rubber hits the road. It's not everyday living necessarily. It's when there's a crisis. Yes. Who did they ruin? Where did the strength come from? The fear that, that overwhelms people when there's a sickness or an accident or some some something that goes wrong. It's not in the everyday living. It's not in the everyday choices. 
it's 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 in the uh, it's when there's a, a failure somewhere something's happened and um, that's where you can tell uh, the strength of the family more than just let's go and have a good time somewhere yeah you, you find out a lot about a person when the the crisis hits mm. you find out a lot about that person as an as an individual but you also find out a lot about the strength that they've got within them and the strength that they've got around them which is support and the dynamic of the family i think mm. um and so if we put that into practicality if there was something that went wrong a sudden upsetting of of the status quo in the family a sudden event that caused that that damage to the family as a whole or to one person in that family how does the family deal with that keeping in mind those those christian values and that that upbringing uh, i think as a christian we always hold on to you know hope love faith um, and all these other foundations or principles in the bible that teach us how to deal with um, a dilemma and i think the first thing is to pray about it and seek wisdom from others and um, hold on to that hope and faith in jesus christ working I think perhaps having a Christian does influence the way that you react to things as well. Um, obviously, we're all human; we all have very similar emotions. But sometimes having that higher power to help us through all those rough times is just so inspiring, so encouraging, and it really gets us through. So I don't know how other people do it. Mm. It's it's certainly a, a different way of, of going about it. Being able to automatically mm. your default to go to that hope and your default is to go to that positivity it's something that a lot of other families can't do it's not their default for them to to do that mm. i think um it, it's uh, it's a very good point that you brought out there that it is like a default um the first thing that we and we have had a few crises uh the first thing that we've done um, and we've done this is come together um, we've come together now I'm sure all families would come together but we come together in unity we come together in one accord we come together and say right you know this has happened what are we going to do how are we going to do this but there's it's just a quite a bond and it's not like you've got someone over there having hysterics and you've got to deal with that and you've got somebody over there here that's just you know tussling away and somebody else is over there so I can't cover you so I've got to go you know you're not worrying about everybody's reactions at the time of a, a problem like that. We're all like, right, you know, we're together. And, um, you know, that's not something that just happens overnight. That is a value system. That is a way of being, you know, what's happened. I mean, there's, there's, we've got stories like, <laughs> like every family does. And, um, you know, God is the strength of our life and our portion forever. And, I mean... Being Christian isn't even a, a, a good idea, you know. It's a, a totally, it's a lifestyle of knowing our Creator, and you know, um, to know Him and to make Him known. This is the way we're supposed to live our lives, you know. And um, you know, it's just wonderful to be able to bring it out. And for me to be now, I'm a second generation Christian. My children and then my grandchildren. It's just an awesome thing getting older, and getting a little bit wiser and you know watching and it, i think too you need to be able to allow your children and your adult children to make their own decisions um make their own mistakes 
and walk through that because as a parent to be there as a parent over very intelligent and well put together children i'm in awe of my all my children i sit back and i say boy i wish i had that maturity when i was that age i wish i had that outlook you know and that's the wonderful thing to, to be able to experience and even say that you know i can have a, a friendship you know i'm still the parent but you know to have a, a friendship and enjoy the company of my adult children and son-in-laws and daughter-in-laws it's wonderful it's a wonderful thing great just before we wrap up we've spoken already of in this talk about our family we've spoken about that sharing the wisdom and being able to go and find that wisdom from other people around us and uh, here at Chats Iron we're a lot about giving people some positive advice some good things that they can take from all of these little episodes that we've got so we're speaking all about family today if you could put it down to one strong piece of advice to people out there who are trying to, to organise the dynamic of, of a strong value-based Christian family, what one thing do you think is the real key for that? Just to put them on the spot, make them really work for it. It's always hard to... to I, was, I was thinking yeah. real quality time. Um, I think especially in this day and age we're all sucked through our social media accounts and distractions. It's hard to get to know each other properly and spend real time together. Well, you know, that's exactly true. You hear of love languages, and I think um, with, depending on the age of your children, but if you build the relationship the way the child understands, entering into the child's world and... Sorry? Is that a word? Relationship. word. Oh, One piece of advice. You can't do that to me. There's no <laughs> way I could do that. Yeah. Um, it's unconditional love. Yeah. Unconditional love. We got unconditional love as one, and we got time together as another one. I mean, for the family that we're in now, we spend a lot of time together. Um, How do you find that? Well, considering <laughs> that a lot of time together is board games, uh, and I love board games. No, I mean, I grew up. I mean, I grew up in a very different family dynamic, but we did spend a, quite a lot of time together mm. um, at home as a family, and even in different groups because of like me with my brothers and sisters, they're only two years apart for each of us. So we shared a lot of social groups as well. So I would have friends that were the same friends as my sisters or you know, mm. when I, a lot of my time on the weekends growing up was playing sport and things and I would play at the same club with my brother and play in the same team with my brother. And as I was growing up, I didn't play in the same team as my brother, but my brother was my coach and my dad ran the club. So it was still, you know, we would spend all day out at sport on the weekend, but that was still, you know, 10 hours of time yeah. with, with the family. I would be there working with my dad at 7 o'clock in the morning and 3 degrees of Hobart winter, putting corner posts in at the soccer club and getting so the canteen really ready. So close? I, I spent a lot of time, I mean, as a little kid, I spent a lot more time with my mum and her family. Yeah. And then growing up and starting to look more into sport, when I started playing soccer, that weekend time was a lot more with dad, which was great. So I'm very close to both of them and I'm very close to all of my siblings as well, even though I don't live down there with them I was going to say, it must be hard being out there. I mean, we do, do you do, I'm not going to ask you. <laughs> You've given me the eye. She doesn't want to move back to Tassie. <laughs> I haven't but said anything. Thanks to uh, <laughs> frequent flyer miles and things, we get back quite often. But it's good. And yeah, and I find settling into, I've settled into this family quite well. 
uh, and everyone respects me that like I've got very different things. <laughs> um, but it works. It works for us, I think. Meant to be. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. Before we end, I'm going to do the silent session over. Before we end, I'm just going to ask you a question. The panel gets you to look at the camera together so you, you look a little bit more synced up this time. You're answering not as the person asking all the questions. I can't, you've got to cut this out. It's three seconds. This yeah. is editing. Yeah. <laughs> so You might need to get rid of the divorces too. <laughs> I just thought I'd said that. That makes you seem human. Can't yeah, well, that's true. If, if there is anything that you want me to take out, let me know at the end. I don't mind. Because um, otherwise, obviously, <laughs> this part, this is the first time I've done it. This part wasn't expecting this. But, okay, so the question would be, obviously, today we have a lot of families. Um, that don't stay close. Mm. You guys stay close. So, if how did you maintain that close dynamic? And coming into that family as a close dynamic, you've had a close dynamic. So, how would you maintain that? Okay, it might take you a couple of seconds to think about. Mm. Mm. So, that's the question. Okay. I'll put it as question from the audience because they're my audience. Because my answer to you know, what is the family is the woman you dated. But anyway. <laughs> so, but yeah. So when you're ready, question from the audience. Yeah. All right. So we've got a question from the audience now. And it touches on what we've just spoken about of having such a close family dynamic and that some families don't all have that. So the question that we've got from the audience is, how do you maintain that close family dynamic? How do you keep everyone together and enjoy spending time with each other? Uh, for me personally, I think that to be able to maintain that, that closeness in the family dynamic, you need two things probably I would put it down to. One, you need to have respect for the people that are there and you need to be able to respect that people have different priorities in their life sometimes and you've got to be able to respect that people are going to enjoy doing different things mm. and they're going to want to do different things. Sometimes people will want to spend time by themselves or with friends outside of the family mm. and you've got to make sure that you're not ostracising those people just because they don't want to be there 24-7. Um, and being able to respect those people's individual you know, personal boundaries. And I think the other thing that you've got to have is fun. You've mm. got to be able to... Uh, be lighthearted and enjoy the time that you spend with your family mm. because if it starts to feel like it's a, a social obligation to spend time with your family mm. then it becomes a chore and it becomes something that you don't want to do mm. if you can keep the fun involved in it and be able to interact with each other and, and have a laugh with people who are your brothers or sisters or people who are your mum or dad or grandparents or people who are your new family and be able to have fun with them and, and laugh with them, then it makes that an easy thing to do. It makes it a natural thing. You're up. Uh, my first thought was, uh, you know, compromise and doing different things. Sometimes I try and live in a hangout with the family. I play board games every time we hang out, but sometimes not everyone in our family enjoys playing board games. So it could just be helping them. <laughs> um, you know, quality time could just be spending time helping them with groceries or going out shopping when they need to and so I think it's just finding 
a jam that won't smoke with the other member of the family and um finding enjoyment in that way just doing different things different hobbies teamwork makes the dream work <laughs> i would have to say that i genuinely like my children and i genuinely like their spouses and that's genuine um i i enjoy we enjoy them thoroughly our family time and uh, for me I suppose um, I missed family when I was growing up I've got three older brothers but they all moved away they're a lot older than I am and I was brought up a little bit like an only with older parents and we moved around a lot and so while I was able to maintain friendships quite easily um, I didn't know what it was like really to have siblings and so when I had my own children it was like I'm learning this now I'm really learning dynamics and very often they would have the sibling dynamics and I would talk to my other friends who were parents and go this is how it's supposed to be you know it's like I wasn't even sure so yeah it's different dynamics but I, I think uh, there has been a couple of crises in um, my life and I think my children have all been incredibly loyal and uh, I think it has possibly brought us closer um, in a way where they have um, come together to support me and so that loyalty and love perhaps that bond was a little bit more strengthened also because of our faith but it was strengthened um, you know and so we've learnt to be there for each other and we trust each other and I think that's a big deal there's no no little backstabbing or talking or there's none of that and so we feel very safe in our family environment, in our extended family environment. And um, yeah, I think that's a, a big deal, but we genuinely like each other. All right, we're gonna wrap up there for that episode of yeah. Chat Zion. So message us, comment, Facebook, share us, YouTube, and uh, send us any more mail that you've got for us. Any questions, any topics, chatzionmail at gmail.com. See you next time. <laughs>